jobs, dating, getting an apartment, they're all connected. They're all connected because all of them are things where it's like, there's a lot of little things that layer into like, do I want to have this relationship, this relationship with my home, with my person or with my job? Um, Do I not? And also like there are trade-offs. Welcome back to I'm Trying the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and I'm so happy you're here listening today. We have an interesting conversation on the power and importance of community and connection in life. Today's guest, Kim Johnson, is just such a bright light. And immediately upon both of us signing on to Zoom, I just knew that I loved the energy that she was giving off. And that was definitely true all throughout the conversation. She just has such a way of sharing and really making you think. That's what was really interesting about this conversation in particular is that we discuss, you know, a variety of topics and areas of life, but while most, you know, some of it is about Kim herself, a lot of it is also her just giving advice and insight and experience on different avenues of life from job transitions to craving community to craving connection to facilitating community and facilitating that connection whatever side of the you know I don't know beams you're on (laughs) and so I really think this episode will resonate with anyone that's in that transitional time of life where suddenly everything's shifting I mean everything's always shifting change is the only constant but one thing we do talk about and it would be a better way to explain this phenomenon is that In these times of life, when you are leaving a job, or maybe you're leaving school for the first time, you just graduated high school or college, uh, you're getting that new job, you're leaving somewhere you've been familiar with, and suddenly not only are you making like a major life transition, but the, the people in your life can start to transition and start to shift. Suddenly you're no longer seeing the same people every day, and oftentimes those people are friends. So suddenly friends start shifting and with that community start shifting and connection. And sometimes they don't shift, but sometimes they do. And when they do, sometimes it can be a good thing, gets you out of a maybe toxic environment, or maybe it's kind of a sad thing and suddenly you're craving more connection and more community. Maybe you're finding new hobbies, new habits, new lifestyle, you moved, whatever it was. This is for anyone that's ever felt or is feeling that need and that crave for connection and a community of their own. And maybe that's people that are like-minded and have a similar hobby to you. Or maybe that's people with a variety of different mindsets and perspectives and you get to, you know, exchange and think differently. Who knows? But either way, it's just interesting in this conversation to explore all the different avenues that can happen in life and all the ways you can find that. And part of that is through this amazing app called Geneva that Kim is the... Um, chief of community for and it's just such an inspiring application and I'm excited to get on it myself so hopefully by the time this episode airs I'll be sharing on Instagram about the Geneva community that I will be building not only for my Instagram but for this podcast and hopefully some more in-person community events here in Austin Texas where I live so if any of this is piquing your interest, getting you a little curious, definitely listen and definitely follow up about the Geneva community. Either of us would be happy to connect and I'll link all of our Instagrams and connecting information below. But without further ado, let's jump into this conversation with Kim. 
Yeah, I'm excited for this. I um, yeah. at first I was just sort of like, oh, this is like interesting. And I started looking more and more into Geneva and I'm just like absolutely fascinated and very curious to give things a try after this all because I've been trying to, I've been literally looking for a platform or trying like thinking about a platform that I then realized is like kind of everything that it seems like Geneva offers. And I was like, this, <laughs> this is perfect, <laughs> perfect, perfect. So um, yeah. I'm excited to, yeah, just chat with you as an individual and then also hear more about that. And yeah, I think it'll really resonate with people that listen to. Yay. I'm so excited. That's music to my ears. So. I, love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, to kick things off, I usually always ask people to just give a little bit of insight into who they are, what's happening in this season of life. That being cool. said, things are always changing. So just to set the scene for anyone listening, anyone that might be kind of like new to you, um, how would you describe this season of life for you? Like what's happening? Mm. What's been the good? What's been the struggle? Just to sort of set the scene. Oh my gosh, that is such a good question. And I'm like, oh, I need to think about it. Okay. Um, I love that question, by the way. I'm going to ask people that. I'm going to ask people that. Yeah. Um, this season of life is, you know, I think I'm in a place now where I feel, well, I guess to pull back, I think when I was younger, I always had this like feeling of like, oh my God, I don't have a thing. You know, I had friends who were like writers and that was their thing or photographers and that was their thing. And that was really like stressful to me, I think when I was younger in my early twenties. And I think I'm in a season of life where like, um, I feel really energized by creating my own thing in a sense um, and not necessarily being like tied to ideas of careers or paths that have been kind of laid out before me. Um, and so I think I'm in a really like exploratory season of my life, um, both big picture vision era where I have these ideas of what I want to do and where I want to go, but also like pulled a lot back from the five-year planning kind of vibe, like kind of letting it ebb and flow. Um, but you know, with a North star in mind. So yeah, I would say I'm in that season of life. And also I think generally I'm in the season of life of like really being really excited about, um, you know, I think especially post pandemic or well, post like early beginning of the pandemic, um, being really excited about kind of opening myself up to new adventures, new travel, new people, new communities. Um, so yeah, that was long-winded, but that's no. I think, the season of life I'm in. <laughs> it was perfect. And I actually, I'm so happy you brought that up, especially the beginning part of feeling like for so long you were looking for like your thing, right? Like that one, one niche that you're going to go mm -hmm. in. And I was chatting with a friend about that exact phenomenon this morning where I, I feel like for so long, I've been like trying to like grasp on and find where like my specialty is or where my niche is, like what, what's going to be like my thing that makes yeah. me happy and successful. And like, it just clicks. Yeah. And I feel so similar to you in that I've just decided in the past bit here that I'm just, I'm just going to say like, fuck it and just explore, you know, like yeah. I am to like, Late, put myself in this one way and I'm just going to let myself explore dabble in different areas and hopefully naturally I will find like my area of maybe extreme interest or more skill or whatever it is but I think there's so much to be said 
you know, and a relief that people can find in that exact thought. So thank you for sharing that. And I think it's such an exciting season for people to be in when they reach that stage. So yeah, me too. (laughs) Me too. But um, I did want to go back. So a big thing we'll be talking about today is the idea of community, which you mentioned and Geneva and all the good things. So another sort of start off question is I wanted to ask you before we dive into the business and everything that's developed in your life around community, what does that mean to you? Like, what does that word, what does that feeling, what does that experience of community mean to you? And whether that's like a specific way or a broad way, I'm just curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a really big question and I think it's a really good one because I, I feel that right now the phrase community can be used so often that it like tends to mean everything and nothing all at once a lot. Um, I think, you know, the biggest thing to me about community is that it's like collective action or interest or experience. Um, and so when I, the way I think about that is it's a group of people coming together, right? Um, maybe it's around something that they, a shared experience they have, a shared interest, maybe it's crafts or being a post-grad woman in Philly or, um, a book club, a, you know, romance lit book club. Um, and all of those people are like contributors to this kind of like collective relationship. Um, and I think the most important thing about that is that community is really like not about a sole individual. It's about, um, you know, people building something and growing together um, and that something is often quite, you know, nebulous and, and not easy to kind of pin down. But um, I think, you know, the best communities are ones where the individual gets value from the community, the, the community gets value from the individual, and it becomes this like amazing, like, you know, 360, everything is right in the world kind of loop. Um, but, but both, you know, every individual has to find the value in, in the community that they're a part of, and, and that allows them to contribute to the value of it. Um, so that would be my mm-hmm. short-ish answer. <laughs> no, it's, I love that. And I suppose that being said, when, when in your life, because now, you know, a big part of your life and whatnot mm-hmm. does kind of have to do with community and the building of it, and um, even with your past work with Glossier. I never know how to say it. I seriously oh say it in different ways and I rotate which way I say it. <laughs> I'm like whenever it comes up in conversation and I've been using their products for like. That is so funny. You are not alone. You are not alone, girl. Uh, that is so funny. Um, but wait, so how do you say it? Oh, you say glossier. Glossier. Like, like yay at the end. Yay. We love, okay, I can remember that, glossier. You were working with community with Glossier and now with Geneva. So that being said, how did you first start to find like your, I suppose, like individual approach to community? Like the way I think about it is so many of us get used to this sort of community feeling we have in school where it's just sort of a given, right? Like you're in your class classes with Peter, you have similarities. It's kind of easy to find what feels like a community, at least at the time whether that's through sports, academics, friends, et cetera. And then you go into college and like, it's still kind of there, but then like you leave college and suddenly you're in like the, the quote unquote real world. And there's just like 
so much difference, right? Like suddenly mm. you don't have all these like sort of given communities or these given grouping mm-hmm. part of, and mm-hmm. it comes up to you to sort of find that community or to find, make the friends and put yourself mm-hmm. out, whatever it is. So did you have an experience with that? Like, was it sort of an easy transition from school into career community? Was it something you struggled with? I just know a lot of people in their twenties or, I mean, any age when you're in a midst of transition, um, it can feel lonesome. It can feel like you don't belong anywhere. It can feel like you don't yeah. have that like mutual interest that you can like connect with others with. So I'm just curious what your experience was with that. Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, when I was younger, definitely like elementary school, middle school, high school, a little bit less college, but I think still true. I was really shy. So I was pretty like reserved. I, you know, kept to myself and to my friends. And honestly, a big part of community for me when I was young was my family. I have like a really big family and they're all in the DMV, DC, Maryland, Virginia area. Um, And that, I mean, when I was a kid, my parents would be like, don't you want to like go hang out with people your own age? Like, why do you always want to be with your family? Um, But that was like a big part of community for me. I think it's like, you know, I derived a lot of my sense of self from being with my family, a lot of, you know, identity. And so that was really big for me, but, but I was, I think a big kind of, foundational piece uh for me of ultimately actually becoming someone who works in the community space is like the fact that I I was shy and I was like kind of an introvert I think actually is what really contributed to me enjoying being in the community space in a really ironic way because I think I've had this conversation with other community people I find that they're often we're often all um very much like people observers. And so, um, you know, and I feel like that's probably how you are too. I just feel like I picked that up. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, yeah. And I think that when you are that kind of person where you're, you're more comfortable sometimes like sitting and sitting back a little bit and not being super center, it allows you to actually be a better facilitator of connection because you're paying a lot of attention to like, how people are acting, like who is a little bit less, who's a little bit more reserved, who's a little bit more outspoken. How do you connect people? What are the small little things you can pick up about people's behaviors? Um, So honestly, I, I didn't really have, you know, I didn't come into community work because I was like, oh, I have all these communities in my life. And, you know, it was much more kind of like I fell into it. Um, But, but I think that all of those little things of, you know, from childhood through college kind of contributed to me doing this work now. That's so interesting because I had never thought of it that way until you said it. And the moment you said it though, like my, yeah, my energy, I was just like, yes, that's so me, but it is true. Like there is an aspect where for me, I, right now I'm just in like the sort of like managing management with people, Mm. but it does to me, it feel like I have our own little community and I, I have this unique approach that I don't see in other people where it's like, you are like similar to you. I am an observer. So I'm constantly even tuning into like energy shifts, like how people are responding. Like I've just observed people my entire life. And so you are right. Like it does add this contributing factor to bringing people together then and sort of like Mm -hmm. watching and enjoying that connection happening amongst others. And you still feel like you're a part of it, but you don't have to be like front and center or anything like that. So 
I love that perspective with it. And I guess on the flip side, you know, just going for, you know, we're talking right here about probably people like you and people like me that like to build these communities, like to bring people together for somebody that's not that way. Right. And they're just looking to sort of like find a community or to like partake in things. What advice do you have for people sort of craving those connections, craving those community aspects, but just feeling like too overwhelmed with where to start? Maybe they are also shy. Maybe they, you know, just don't know how to, you know, they have a little social anxiety or whatever it is. Um, What do you have any advice, I suppose, for how those people should maybe find their way towards it, I suppose? You know, it's a really interesting question. I think it's a really tough question. I don't think I have a, a silver bullet answer, but I will say, and this not is not meant to be a plug for Geneva at all, but one of the things that we've seen a lot recently on Geneva is like, um, well, generally we've seen a lot of people building communities coming from TikTok, right? So they might have like a TikTok that's a book talk about queer literature and they're like, we want a book club. Naturally, we're going to make a book club and invite all the people who are kind of partaking in that content to then, you know, go one layer deeper and partake in the community or, um, you know, wanting to have community around being a young woman in London and making friends and going out and going to restaurants. Um, And I actually, it has really actually opened up for me in a really cool way, how much conversation I think there is, especially on TikTok right now. I don't know if it's, I I think maybe it's just because it's where a lot of like young people are and there's so much energy there, but um, there are so many different people who are like coming from TikTok and building communities on Geneva for such specific things like ADHD, um, such an interesting range of things. And what has been amazing to me is like the fact that there are so many different kinds of conversations happening there um, and really everyone who's taking part in those is like really craving the ability to connect with other people who, who want to take part in those conversations too, or who want to be a part of, um, you know, something a little bit deeper from social media. Um, so I might say like, if you have a thing that you, you really love, whether it is, you know, romance literature or whatever the case may be, um, I, think that there's probably like at least a couple people out there like talking about that thing. Um, and a lot of them are probably thinking to themselves, like, I want to have a community for this too. Um, and so sometimes it only takes like one person to be like, Hey, I would like love to actually like make a real community out of this to, to make it a thing that then so many people can take part in. Um, and it's been cool to see that, see that happen a bunch over the past few months. Um, with kind of, you know, creators, non-creators um, of all of all types. As, can you explain how Geneva works, I guess, yeah. like, in like a basic or like bare bones way, or even how it differs from Facebook groups, for instance, because that's mm-hmm. that's been the only like community outsourcing sort of type I've known. And I just never really vibed with the Facebook groups. I don't, I just don't use Facebook, I suppose. But yeah, if you could just give like a bit of an explanation or comparison, just to yeah. visual for people. Yeah, for sure. Um, so simplest terms, Geneva is like a messaging app for communities, clubs, social groups. So you can think of anything from a book club, like I mentioned, a run club, a sorority, 
um, all the way through to like a lot of creator led communities, a lot of podcaster communities, brand ambassador programs, like activist groups, anything in that range, like 10 people to 10,000 people. Um, and definitely, you know, I think a lot of people kind of describe Geneva as like a more modern, you know, alternative to a Facebook groups, definitely serving similar group types. I think the difference for us is that just from a product perspective or a functional perspective, I guess, um, Geneva is built a little bit more like Slack, if you've ever used that, like the workplace tool. So it's functionally, it's almost a bit more like a social Slack. Um, so you have your, every community or group on Geneva has a home. Anyone can make a home. Like I mentioned, book club, sorority, brand, you name it. Um, and then within your home, you have rooms and rooms are kind of like essentially akin to channels, like on Slack. So you have all of these different subspaces for different conversation. And I think one of the major, you know, reasons that we kind of took that approach is because Facebook groups are great for bringing people together and sharing announcements and things like that. But so often there are so many different themes and threads of a conversation and they can tend to get lost in each other if they're just one long thread. And so, um, you can have rooms for announcements. You could have rooms for, um, you know, different age groups. You could have rooms for recommendations, wins, you name it. Um, but on Geneva, you have five different room types. So you have chat rooms, which are like your, you know, casual group chat. You have post rooms, which are a little bit more Facebook group vibe. So if you, um, you know, wanted to share announcements or things that are kind of longer form, you can share them there. You have audio rooms, which are like a big phone call. You have video rooms, which are like a Zoom or a FaceTime. You have broadcast rooms, which are like an Instagram live clubhouse. Like some people are speaking, some people are in the audience. Um, you have an event calendar, of course. Um, so essentially it kind of takes and combines all of these different apps and tools that a lot of communities are like kind of piecing together across, you know, group chat, Google Calendar, Zoom, et cetera, um, and kind of pulls them into one so that communities have all of the different tools that they need. And then essentially for every um, for every group, they can kind of mix and match from the room types and kind of make a, sp a space that's more, I guess, custom to the kind of community that they have. Um, so I've seen communities with like five chat rooms and that's it. I've seen communities with like 35 different rooms of all different kinds. Um, but it totally depends on the group and like what, what they want and what works for them. Okay. So it would be like, say I did one for the podcast. It'd be like the podcast yeah. is the home. So mm -hmm. let's be the home. And then I would put the rooms. I could do different topics, like one for mental health, one for eating disorder recovery, one yeah. for personal growth, entrepreneurship. Yeah. Like Pick exactly. Style. That is amazing. I mean, <laughs> so I'm like, so people so anyone could, anyone could start a room, right? Like whether you're a creator or you just have an interest and you want to see if others will join. Totally. People would just have to get Geneva and sort of like find the homes, right? Like they'd have to find, search for Let's Thrive or search for a book club or something like that. Yeah, that's a really good question. So actually today you can't yet search for homes on Geneva. So a little bit of background on that is like, because we serve so many different types of groups, you know, there are a lot of groups that want to be public, like maybe a podcast community or an activist group or, you know, 
LA basketball club, but there are a lot of groups that also want to be public, right? Like a sorority is never going to want to be discovered. And um, maybe a mom group wants to be private. Um, And so we have a range of ways that communities can essentially set their privacy levels on Geneva to determine like who has access to the space, who can invite people to the space, all of that stuff, totally custom to each group or each home. Um, And so today you can't search for homes on Geneva that is definitely a part of the plan um I can't wait for the day that you can like go on Geneva and search for like crafters in New York and then find your people uh, that is definitely a part of the future but today we do have a little kind of I would say it's like a introductory version of home discovery where you can find a couple of very kind of different communities in the app that are for you um, but, but soon that'll be really built out and allow you to like find a bunch more, but for you, for let's thrive, it could be that you, you know, share it out with your people, whether it's on Instagram or, you know, in show notes or whatever kind of place you want to drive people to your home. Okay. So it'd be more of a like direct thing. I like, yeah. I think that makes it a bit more intentional, even if nothing else, like, yeah, it's, you know, at least a start, right? Like people are joining if if they're kind of like already your people or if they can share with others whatnot so yeah it's actually it's interesting I mean it's a really really interesting balance between you know we talk about this a lot internally you know how much do you facilitate discovery of a community versus not right because in a way that's quite different from like social which is all about content and like one-to-many sharing Um, you know, Geneva is, you know, Geneva and communities, like I was saying in the very beginning are so dependent on like the relationships and connections between all the people there in order for, to, for the community to be strong. And so it's a really interesting balance for us of making sure that we are both allowing, um, people to find their people. Right. And like, you know, facilitating that connection, but also making sure that every community kind of has, um, its own ability to kind of you know, control their space and, and make sure that they're creating a space that really is for the best of, you know, everyone who's there. And so it's an ongoing kind of interesting thing for us to, to manage, but soon discovery will definitely be in that. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, like you said, I do think that is like a neat question when it comes to facilitating community and whatnot. And I suppose like, you know, flipping back to more the creator side of things or Mm -hmm. people looking to build community and such, do you have any like advice sort of like things that helped you along the way um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to like building community, facilitating that, those sort of connections and essentially like creating slash holding slash being a part of that space for what can be, you know, a few individuals, too many individuals, too lots and lots of individuals. Um, I guess like what's been your experience or just any like insight you have for that end of things? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so I would say the first suggestion that I would have is, um, again, probably a little bit, I guess, counterintuitive, but the first suggestion I would have is to actually be quite niche about what your community is, who it's for, Um, and so, and I, I say that because I think the more kind of like niche and specific your community is, the more the people who are coming to it will like one, probably like love the topic because they're, you know, they're like highly invested in it. Um, but two, like know why they're there, know how to take part. And I think, um, 
you know, sometimes we have this idea that like, you know, if you create a space and it's kind of for lifestyle and it's really, and it's much bigger that it might welcome more people, which is true, but for a community, I think starting really small and niche and then expanding from there allows you to have really and bring people in really intentionally. Um, and then the, the second thing I would say is really getting to know members of your community is so important and like, so unbelievably valuable, especially in the early days. So, you know, if you're a creator and you are building a community for the first time, um, you know, for those first, like, I don't know if it's 50, hundred, whatever feels right for you members, actually taking the time to do, you know, reach out to them and ask like, you know, how can I make this space better for you? Learn about just their own lives, what they're up to, what they have going on. I think all of those things, just that qualitative knowledge about who your people are and where they're each coming from will really help you make a space that really serves them because ultimately your community is only doing so much if it's not serving the people who are there. Um, And then the last thing I would say in terms of advice is like, assume that your community will like continue to evolve over time. And, you know, the, the best, but also can be most difficult thing about community building is that there's no like end state really. Um, And so, you know, your community will change, your people will evolve. I mean, I, when I was at Glossier, like, you know, I started a community in 2015 and over the course of three, four years, like those women saw each other getting married and having kids and naturally your life evolves. And so the community evolves with, with every member. Um, and so take, taking the time to, you know, recognize that it's okay that your community changes and ebbs and flows, I think is also really important. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, like a smaller micro creator, but I, I do have quite like a community just through like what I've built over years, right. And being consistent. And I think like trying to find that way to connect with people on a way that's not just, I mean, Instagram DMs can just be like, I don't know, a bit anxiety inducing for everyone. Cause there's just so many different, right. Like channels coming in. You don't know, like there's nonsense, there's very important things, there's trivial things, there's, and then also like, then you get sucked into other aspects of the app. So to have, you know, Geneva or Maybe it's somebody finding like an in-person way to connect with people, whatever it is. Like, I really love that idea. Um, and I think that like one-on-one or sort of one-to-group sort of back and forth connection flow can be so, I don't know. It's just also so good for us in the heart. Like that, like what feels like much more like true authentic connection. Totally. And I think it allows like so many more people to take part, you know, and to like, um, be a contributor to the conversation in a really meaningful way. And I think um, as I, I think, I mean, social media, we could go on a whole tangent about that. And like, you know, it's done some great things. It's done some really not great things for the world, but what it has done is it's facilitated the ability for us to connect with people who are not in our immediate, you know, space, um, which is amazing, but naturally, you know, people rise to the top and some don't. And so I think what's a beautiful thing about having a community and about the core of what a community should be is that like, you know, everyone has their ability to play a role and to be a facilitator and, you know, at times focus of the conversation. Um, and, and I think that is just a really exciting evolution of, you know, what I think the social media space and creator space, um, is and, and, you know, in the direction it's going. 
That's really, and it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. See how things continue to shift, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask, Zoom's going to kick me off soon because I, I haven't upgraded yet and I forgot <laughs> to this new 40-minute place, rule in place. Oh, I haven't um, <laughs> I did want to touch on, though, like the basis of what like this entire community was for you was you were at Glossier. Yeah. And you, are you still, you're not still there, are you? No, no, no. I left in 2020 to join there. Okay. So when it came to deciding to leave, what, you know, you, you were there, you said like five years? I was there seven years. Total. Seven years. So even yeah. like a bit more, like, I think I've just seen with more and more of my friends. And even as I started thinking about like where my career is going to progress and things like that, like how hard it starts to be the longer you're with a place to leave it, right? And to start something new, sometimes brand new, sometimes completely out of your wheelhouse. <laughs> yes. Like what? I just like, what kind of prompted you to decide to pivot? Like what, what sort of prompted you to do it, but also gave you the courage sort of, you know, like I'm just going to go for it mentality that then propelled you into where you are now. Oh my gosh, such a good question. And I couldn't agree more with you about what you said at the beginning of like how hard it becomes to lead something when you know it. Also, I'm a Taurus, so I'm a creature of habit. And I, you know, that is doubly true for me, I think. Um, For me, what really propelled me to to leave is I, or what propelled me really to join Geneva, because the reason I left is to join Geneva. And um, it was, I was, you know, I had created this community, this glossy community on Slack, and then um, created other versions of that and worked on some, you know, digital community stuff there. And, and all of that work got me really excited about the world of like community tech. I was like, why is it that all we have is Facebook groups? And I guess, you know, Slack as an alternative, that's not even built for this use case. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Um, or like expensive kind of like SaaS tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got really into it and I, I ended up meeting the team at Geneva, like before they even started building the app in 2019. And I was like, this is really cool. I'm not, you know, I'm not leaving my job, but like, good luck. This is awesome. Um, and I just was like, so personally invested. I would like chat with them and have coffee with them like once a month just to hear what was going on. Um, and I think in 2020, I, I really realized that, you know, I guess background, I spent seven years at Glossier from 2013 when it was just into the gloss and I was editorial there. And then I moved into Glossier in 2015 when I graduated college and it was the only place that I really knew. It was the only place that I had really worked. And so I loved it so much, but I was like, I need to experience something new. Like I felt like that, you know, when you know something like the back of your hand, it felt like that. Um, and I, you know, so I was craving newness and, and, you know, a new kind of challenge. And I was at the same time, really interested in this like community and tech overlap. And I, I knew I didn't want to go, you know, you start just kind of narrowing things down for yourself. I think that's kind of how our brains work. Like you notice a thing and you're like, I need to write that thing down. Cause I feel like I know it. And I, I knew that I didn't want to go back into like a product company, like a physical product company. Um, and I wanted, I knew I wanted to do a different version of what I was doing. Um, so something that felt like a, a true shift, but still with a through line of community. Um, and then, you know, I also just happened to meet and love the team at Geneva and, and was already so passionate about what they were building that it became a no brainer, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Um, 
But I think it was like a, it was all of those small things that kind of made the no brainer obvious. Um, but yeah, it took, it took some time because I, I wanted to be in a place where I felt like I knew what I wanted as opposed to like leaving something to leave it. I wanted to, you know, go towards something else. Um, and so I think all of those things combined are what, what really drove me to, to, you know, try something new. Yeah. Well, and it seems like you're, you're doing well. It seems like you're thriving there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I think what you said there is so true. I, um, I'm in the midst of like shifting careers slightly and at the one point I didn't get the one opportunity I was really like hoping, holding out for. And my friend was then talking with me and he's like, you know, I think you were kind of seeing that opportunity as more so a means of escape versus like, Mm. you know, is it what you actually want to move into? And I was like, you're right. Like it was more so that it was good, great enough. And it was most importantly going to get me out of what I currently want to be out of. Right. Like it was also just like me jumping ship, trying to leave as quickly as I could. Yeah. And it just like hit me. And then what you said there, like, if, if you're able to sort of wait until you do find, like for you, I'm sure it was like the moment you realize, are like, oh, wow, this is like an easy leap. Like I love, yeah. the, love what they're doing already. I, I'm already passionate about it. Like what a, what a like great way to transition. So um, I think that it's a neat thought and it's something I'm now thinking on as I keep searching for opportunities is I'm like yeah. making sure that I'm not just escaping from one thing into something else that'll yeah. eventually, you know, I don't know. So totally. So much thought that can go into it, I suppose. And I, you know, I think that like jobs, okay, jobs, dating, getting an apartment, they're all connected. They're all connected because all of them are things where it's like there's a lot of little things that layer into like, do I want to have this relationship, this relationship with my home, with my person, or with my job? Um, do I not? And also like there are trade-offs, you know, like you're never going to get everything you wanted. I, when I was like thinking about leaving Glossy, I was like, I'm not going to go back to a startup because it's so stressful. And, <laughs> and here I was like <laughs> building a startup from the ground up once again, because I believe in it so much. And, and I couldn't imagine having gone anywhere else. Um, but it's, it's all trade-offs. And I think when you start to really realize, like, what are the things that rise to the top for me? And then you put them all together. I do think that a lot of times your gut will, will give you the, the next step, you know? Yeah, no, I love that. And you're, you're so right. I, that, that trade-off mentality and just like being open to, you know, different perspectives or just different, not being like so rigid of what things have to be, you know, and just taking the time to be like mindful, intentional about, like you said, understanding, like, what are your high priorities? What are like, maybe your absolute must versus like things that you would just like. Um, but yeah, I mean, man, relationships, apartment hunting, work, <laughs> talk about a, talk about a hard time that can turn into a real, <laughs> like, if you take the time to really like listen and find what works best, like you can be smooth sailing, but that also- is like the trifecta of our twenties and thirties, I think. <laughs> And it just keeps happening, you know, like you, just, you can get caught in a cycle with all three of them Yeah. Or every time I move or I, I mean, I've only moved like two, three times and every time I'm like, I'm not moving again until I absolutely have to. And with every job, you know, it's like, I'm not leaving until I absolutely have to, it's whatever, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I love, I love that analogy, but 
Well, this was so great. Thank you so, so much for sharing and coming on. Um, where can people connect, learn more and all the things? Yeah. Well, thank you for having me, Emily. I'm really, really, I love this and I'm so glad that I got to, to come on. Um, so where can people connect, learn more? So if you're interested in Geneva, um, we're quite simple, just at Geneva on social, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, um, we're Geneva.com on, you know, it's all quite, quite easy. And if you want to chat at all about Geneva with me, um, you know, I'm totally down to talk. I'm just Kim at Geneva.com. If you want to send me a little email, but for me, if you're, um, on Instagram, I'm Kim Johnson dot underscore. If you're on Twitter, I'm high underscore Kim Johnson, common name. We have to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.